Chapter 11, Part 4 of Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Danny Hogger. Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion. Edited by Gerald Bernie Smith. Chapter 11, Part 4 Analysis and Classification of Social Problems. Every thinker must classify social problems because they are too numerous and bewildering for orderly discussion until they are grouped. But every thinker is likely to make his own arrangement. We may deal with the subject by means of two categories. One, the social groups, and two, the community interests. One, the social groups. They are provisionally distinguished as follows. The family, the rural neighborhood, the urban community, the commonwealth, the nation, the international conventions, the church is the imperfect but actual and unique representative of the kingdom of god which is not only an international but a universal community having yet unrealized ideals but having also actual incorporation in this earth the only part of the kingdom of god we know is what we see in the present world within all these communities we discover subgroups or classes having certain likenesses needs and interests such as the abnormals the defectives the antisocial all of them subsocial and in various degrees alienated from normal social relations and activities and requiring from normal society special modes of treatment each with its technique the minister is not and cannot be a specialist in social science if he does his duty as a pastor he will not be master of any particular department of public service his youthful studies in this field must therefore be limited to the fundamental sciences, to the broad surveys, and to one or two fields of practice which will give him methods of observation and judgment. To secure this preparation begun in the high school, we need not neglect the essential disciplines of the divinity school. In the best schools of theology, time is conserved by pruning off minute investigations of dead issues, which this age has no time to discuss. The training of social workers. But the minister is not the only Christian leader in whose education the Christian community is interested. If the church is to be counted on as a force and an insistent in the modern world, it must recognize the variety of gifts, talents, and professions through which the Spirit reveals God to man and builds up the kingdom. Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We are providentially called to teach and train Christian young men and women who will be specialists in the fields of public service and private philanthropy, teachers, investigators, statisticians, settlement residents, playground and social center directors, physical directors, secretaries of the YMCA, organizers of mutual benefit associations, advocates of social legislation, secretaries for social welfare work, officers of prisons, reformatories, and institutions for defective and abnormal persons, etc. Starting from our economic system, which is now characterized by freedom of contract, legal and political equality, private property secured by law and moral beliefs, with capitalistic management dominant, we come to the wage-earning class of operatives, the industrial group, with its own needs, interests, ideals, aspirations, and demands. A rudimentary class seems to be emerging in the second crop of capitalist manager families, the leisure class, with its own ideals, attitudes, fashions, activities, and models of influence. 2. Community interests. Associated effort, when it is conscious and intelligent, is directed toward common ends. Clear thinking and effective action depend on a distinct and well-grounded notion of social aims and ideals. These common interests are revealed by the conduct and institutions of men. They manifest their inward desires by their outward deeds. The analysis of human motives has been made by every writer on ethics from Aristotle and Plato to our own time. 
the two most elementary interests we share with animals because they are essential to the existence of human beings hunger and reproductive impulses summer adds vanity and fear which also are manifested by our humbler fellow creatures all these primitive desires cling to all men and cannot be totally extinguished by the most devout ascetic until senility or the paralysis of approaching death extinguishes the last flickering flame of exhausted nature hunger and love may be related tamed brought under legal moral and religious control but they persist because without them the very race would soon disappear in all social plans these elemental forces must be reckoned with social regulation in a state of society so clearly that no clear record has been left in document or on monument men discovered that social life could not go on without some measure to secure order safety of life and limb and the possession of property the evolution of government of civil and criminal law was caused by this necessity which was even felt among the higher animals before humanity emerged in our time the recognition of these interests has given support to a vast and complex system of social control direction and regulation property in order to support individual existence to supply the needs of offspring to add comforts and luxuries to necessities to gratify vanity and desire for influence and distinction men have combined to secure commodities the acquisition of property is primarily the result of industry of applying human wit and labor to the materials and forces of nature but secondarily property has been acquired by robbery and war by cunning and fraud by the mission of legal privilege and the exploitation of slaves of women of children of ignorant men the economic interest is at the root of all industries trades commerce and finance however complex these may become business has become an end for its own sake the ultimate ends of life being forgotten in the eagerness of the pursuit and thus wealth has in a measure lost connection with welfare and the devotion to money has become idolatry culture interests culture interests are those which distinguish civilized men from the lower animals and from savage races it is true that some law of beauty goodness and religion may be found in animals and in the lower races of mankind for in the process of evolution there is no violent break with the past at any point the spiritual not only arises from the natural but gradually and imperceptibly out of the natural as the flower out of the growing plant but is distinctly characteristic and differentiated interests art science morality politics and religion are achievements of the human spirit and to these goods of civilization contributions have been made from the dawn of human consciousness here and there a man of genius has added something conspicuous and remarkable to these higher possessions and the gift of his soul has become his monument but inventions languages faiths beautiful lines and forms proverbs folklore moralities legal conceptions are far more the result of the universal activities of humble and nameless human beings than of distinguished and famous leaders the desires for these higher satisfactions become motives to social effort men combine in many ways to secure them as in musical societies clubs schools museum associations local and general governments the measure in which these satisfactions are enjoyed and the extent to which the people share in them give us a standard of civilization a test of progress statistics furnish us with a scientific method of applying the standard to the actual working of institutions and laws social problems these are the questions which men put to practical reason and science in regard to the best methods of stimulating harmonizing and universalizing the satisfactions of the social interests the desires are found in all human beings the scientific method of attaining the satisfactions must be adapted to the peculiarities of each group in the nation and therefore each stage of evolution each discovery and invention each increase of population offers a new problem for solution the solution must take into account the particular needs of each group in its relationship to all others of the nation social technique 
to increase universalize and harmonize these satisfactions in each group requires a method of methods there is a best and wisest and most effective way it is the business of social science and statesmanship to discover this way it is knowable but never altogether known the causal forces which explain the present may be utilized by human intelligence and concerted action to promote socially desirable ends theoretical social science culminates in discovery of causes practical social science in a foundation of knowledge for desirable achievements so far as the technique has been mastered in a high degree it is best known by a body of specialists or experts but usually it cannot be effectively carried into life without the intelligent cooperation of a considerable body of laymen hence the need of popular education in social science for science simply means common knowledge made as comprehensive reliable and systematic as possible which is precisely that knowledge which is most effective in in action and conduct end of chapter eleven part four recording by danny hogger fullerton california www.dannyhogger.com